Lord, let us be so bold as to pray as you have taught us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. If there has ever been another set of words more spoken than the Lord's Prayer, I'd be surprised. For 2,000 years, Christians have been praying these words, often multiple times a day. And there's a deep beauty to this. These words are prayed at weddings, gravesides, battlefields, hospital rooms, chapels, and living rooms. I have prayed these words with people as they died. I have prayed these words with people who know these words, even when because of the of dementia, they do not know who they are. I have prayed these words with children as they are just learning about the wonderful and amazing grace of God. This is the richness of such a familiar prayer. The other side of that familiarity though is that because we know this prayer so well, we can say these words while we are on autopilot. So it is always good when we have a chance to reflect on and rejoice in these words that our Savior Christ has taught us. Now immediately we notice that what we heard in Luke is not exactly what we are used to praying. We are used to the longer version, which is found in Matthew. But we don't need to get into text critical analysis to receive the fruits of this prayer. The version that we heard from Luke has the same basic structure. Our Father, your kingdom, daily bread, forgive us and save us. And while I am speaking of the intricacies of the biblical text, I do want to acknowledge just how challenging that first reading from Hosea is. People have struggled with the images in Hosea for millennia. And so it is okay if you are troubled by it as well. But instead of focusing on what phrases like hallowed or daily bread mean, I want to focus more on the bigger picture of the Lord's Prayer this morning. Back in May of 2020, I launched the Behold and Become podcast, which I started to function something like a Sunday school during the pandemic. And I plan to continue it because the demand for that sort of content seems to be a lot higher than a return to Sunday morning classes. But about a year ago on the podcast, I did a five episode series on the Lord's Prayer in which I explored this prayer in greater detail than I can in a sermon. So I would recommend episodes 67 through 71 if you are interested in going deeper into this prayer. There's a story that comes out of Latvia when the country was under communist control. Public prayer at the time was not allowed, and a young girl was being raised in an atheist household. However, at funerals, it was permitted for the Lord's Prayer to be said, and this young girl remembers wondering what these words were all about. Who is this father? Where is the kingdom that is mentioned? What are these debts that we owe to others? She told one interviewer that even without knowing what these words meant, they gave her a spark of light in the shadow of oppression that she was living under. And so when the regime eventually changed and religion was allowed, she decided that she wanted to learn more about this prayer. 
She recounts that by the time she learned what the prayer was referring to, she had become a Christian. And that is the power of the Lord's Prayer. It gives us faith and strengthens us in it. And this is why we encourage all those who are seeking to follow Jesus to pray these words at least twice a day. We do not pray because our faith is so strong. Rather, we have faith because we pray. Faith is a gift given graciously by God, and prayer is one way to receive this gift and be assured of the peace, mercy, and love of God for us. When we put ourselves in the habit of praying to our loving Father, reminding ourselves that it is God's kingdom and not our own that we are after, confessing that we are hungry and we need our daily bread, that we have sins to be forgiven, we are being molded and shaped into a people who rely and trust in the grace of God in all things. The Lord's Prayer takes us deeper into faith. Now, of course, there are many ways that we could enter into this prayer, but I really appreciate the way our prayer book tradition molds us into praying the Lord's Prayer with boldness. The Eucharistic liturgy invites us to say these words with the bidding, and now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say. Bold comes from Old English, and it means brave, confident, strong, or stout-hearted. In modern English, boldness connotes being audacious, presumptuous, or fearless. In the short parables that Jesus tells after giving us these words, we see this sort of boldness being described as a persistent and stubborn faith that takes for granted that God loves us and will provide for us. Imagine a world in which Christians were so bold as to expect God's action and provision at all times. Now, the particular moment at which we pray this prayer gives us boldness. We pray this prayer right after the Eucharistic prayer, which makes us present to the mercy, love, and salvation of Jesus' incarnation and passion. Therefore, we can be bold in our faith because we are assured that we have been forgiven for things done and things left undone, because we are confident in knowing that Christ has died, Christ is risen, and that Christ will come again because we are assured that God will nourish us with the bread of heaven and the cup of salvation. Our Eucharistic liturgy gives us the boldness to pray as Jesus did, to call God our Father, to demand our daily bread, to ask for our forgiveness. The Lord's Prayer, as it is recorded in Scripture, really is a prayer all about being bold. The language is not Please, sir, if you wouldn't mind, might we have a morsel of bread? Not at all. The verbs here are all in the imperative. They are commands. Give us our bread. The father that Jesus teaches us to pray to is not like the Wizard of Oz, who we need to cower before, but rather Jesus teaches us to be blunt, direct, demanding, and honest. The Lord's Prayer invites us to be so bold as to enter into an authentic relationship with God. And this sort of boldness is, I imagine, what led the disciples to ask Jesus how to pray. 
Luke records that Jesus had been at prayer himself, and then one of the disciples asks Jesus to teach them how to pray. Now at this point in the gospel, the disciples had been following Jesus for quite a while, and they were all Jewish, meaning that they knew how to pray. Judaism has always had a robust prayer life, and so it is not as if they were asking how to. Instead, the disciples must have noticed something in Jesus as he finished praying. What exactly it was, I can't say for sure because I was not there. But I imagine that it was a mix of peace, resoluteness, vitality, and holiness. And so they ask him, how do we get what you have? And Jesus' response was to tell them to say these words. Often people will ask me for suggestions and help in praying. Sometimes we overcomplicate things. I am not suggesting that the only prayer that we ever use is the Lord's Prayer, but the Lord's Prayer is something like water. It should be a staple in our prayer diet. If we want to know how to pray, we start by saying, Our Father who art in heaven. This is how Jesus teaches those who seek to follow him to grow closer to his Father, to live by the rhythms of grace in asking daily for our bread, to participate in the economy of forgiveness, to rely on God to save us from things far bigger than us. Yes, the Lord's Prayer is a great model to follow, but it is also an indescribable gift that allows us to partake of the difference that Christ makes. As wonderful as this prayer is, we are still left wondering what prayer in general, though, is all about. Again, I will refer you to the Behold and Become podcast. In episodes 24 and 54, I delve into the question of what prayer is and why we do it. But we all heard what Jesus said. Ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be open for you. For everyone who asks receives. And everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. And yet we still deal with corruption, greed, illness, accidents, things not going our way. Has Jesus made us a promise and then failed to deliver on it? What good is praying the Lord's Prayer with boldness when it seems like we don't get what we are asking for? Well, to state the obvious, but we all need the reminder, God is not a vending machine. We don't put in our words like the currency, punch in the prayer request, and then get whatever it is that we happen to ask for. C.S. Lewis once said, if God had granted all the silly prayers I've made in my life, where should I be now? If prayers were more like wishes made to a genie, I would not be with you all this morning. I would be coming to the close of a Hall of Fame career as a major league shortstop. <laughs> more often than not, I should probably be thankful for all the times that God saved me from what I prayed for. And that being said, there are other less silly prayers out there that we have. Prayers for peace in Ukraine, for a cure for cancer or Alzheimer's, for reconciliation after estrangement. These seem like good things that God should want to grant us immediately. 
Now, there are a lot of things I gained from going to seminary, but being given the answer key to religion is not one of them. This is a question we all struggle with. And if we pay close attention to the words of Jesus, we get a hint about what the point of prayer is. Today's passage concludes with Jesus saying, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask of him? The Holy Spirit is God's answer to prayer. And there is no bolder gift than the very presence of God with us. The Holy Spirit is the means by which God responds to our pleas, petitions, and prayers. Jesus is promising us that God will never withhold God's loving, comforting, healing, transforming, and empowering Holy Spirit from us. As the angel Gabriel testified to Mary, with God all things are possible. And this is true because of the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that allows us to hallow God's name, to long for and anticipate the kingdom, to acknowledge our neediness for God to provide our daily needs of bread, forgiveness, and salvation. With the gift of the Holy Spirit, we can face any trial, overcome any hardship, and find resurrection life even in the midst of death. But I realize that this might feel like a bait and switch. We're praying for patience, or a cure, or a job. And instead we are told, well, you've got the Holy Spirit, so enjoy that. The issue is not that the gift of the Holy Spirit is insufficient. It is that we have created an idol for ourselves of God. We are so accustomed to treating God like a genie or a vending machine. We have so convinced ourselves that we know what is best, what an answered prayer should look like. And if we are honest, we probably think that if we had all power and all knowledge, that we could do a better job running a universe than God can. If the gift of the Holy Spirit strikes us as a consolation prize, then that exposes that we want stuff from God more than we want God. In Jesus and in the Holy Spirit, God has given us the greatest gift there is, God's very own self. The most generous thing that anyone can give is their life, their very being, and that is exactly what God has given us. And this is why we can be so bold we are loved and nourished by a God who holds nothing back from us. God sends us prophets and messengers. God came to us in the flesh in Jesus, who gave himself up to death on the cross to show us just how deeply and truly and fully we are loved. But death could not defeat this love, and so early on the first day of the week, the stone at the tomb was rolled away, and Jesus gave resurrection life to all and to encourage and nurture us in this world in which things as unimaginable as resurrection are now possible. We have been given the very Holy Spirit of God to be with us as a guide, a comfort, and a companion. And because that is the truest thing in all the world, and in order to help us grow and rejoice in this truth, Jesus has taught us to be bold enough to pray like him our Father.